welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Stephanie Malik, And I... I'm Guy Green. What a pause. Uh, And today we're going to grab some cheesecake and head down to Miami because we are talking about the Golden Girls. Kaya, what do you know about the Golden Girls? Oh, okay. Let's see. What do I know about the Golden Girls? I know that it is about four women. They are the Golden Girls. Um, There's four of them and they are all retired and they live together. um, And their names are Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia. um, And it's the best. That's what I know mostly. Great. Steph, what do you know about them? Uh, I mean, uh, I know the broad overview. I know, you know, retired women uh, need to live together because they can't afford to live separately. Um, so divor- they go to the much cheaper place of Miami. Miami, <laughs> yes, and live in a very cheap apartment that is a beautiful house. Uh, um, TV. Yeah, very TV basic overview, like Betty White, obviously, B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, or McClanahan. Stars, stars across the board. Um, yeah, so very, very light dusting. I haven't watched it all through. I've obviously seen lots of episodes over the years, but it's never been a thing that I've focused in on. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing. I know that you and I have uh, went to watch this several times and never stopped for any reason, like like for any particular reason. We've always gone in, watched a couple episodes, gone, this show's amazing. Let's watch it forever and for whatever reason did not. So it's like a huge gap yeah. in our knowledge that we would we keep wanting to fix. Um, you know who does know who? a lot about Golden Girls? Who does? It is our guest today, Trisha Ooh. Black, uh, who is an award-winning queer actor, writer, and comedian. They're recurring as Detective Tara Swallows on season one and now two. Two of Pretty Hard Cases. And now three. And now three of Pretty Hard Cases. Um, recent TV credits include Lock and Key on Netflix, What We Do in the Shadows, which is an excellent, excellent show. Oh, and Kim's show. Convenience, another we excellent show on Netflix. What's up, Trisha? How Hi. you doing? Hi, Trisha. Welcome Hi. to the show. So I'm happy here. to have you here. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. No, oh, we were going to make that joke eventually. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Let's just get it out if of the you way. Threw a party. Invited um, everyone you knew. <laughs> Who's going to have the biggest gift? You will see the biggest gift. <laughs> from you? From me. I, Aww, what would the card attached say? And the say? card attached will say, thank you for being a friend. Now, a funny, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to give this funny story because when I was a kid, I used to think it was, and the heart attack would say. <laughs> <laughs> like literally just misheard lyric, like for sure, for much of my childhood, would sing, and the heart attack would say, thank you for being a friend. Wait, I, I mean, it's relatable did, content to this show. I write kind of, like, a bit. That's true. Yeah, okay, I can see how you would interpret that as correct. And then found out it was the card, and I was like, that makes sense, because they're giving a gift. Yeah. yeah. I do love how, like, it's so sweet, but then when you think about it even a little further, it is uh, increasingly petty. The idea of, like, I would give you the biggest gift. I would give you the biggest gift. It would be for me. It would and be the cards attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, being my friend. <laughs> my friend. But also a cue to tell you to thank me for being a friend. Because yeah, if you don't, now you're rude. <laughs> it's your turn. Right? We all have questions for Andrew Gold. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> saying the theme song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrew, I know you're listening. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Gold. Thank you so much, Mr. Gold, for listening. Please let us know what inspired this. <laughs> Guy is just staring at me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I was waiting for a response. Anyway, um, okay, <laughs> Trisha, um, yes. how would you say somebody had never even heard of the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. didn't know what it was? Could you explain to that mystery person what is this show? Yeah, and give us some context. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about four women, <laughs> older ladies yeah. who yes. are in their fifties, even Which though hurts. they. Look like they're in their 70s. Yes. It was the style. It's the style of the 80s and 90s. Wait, hang on. I'm catching up. They're in their 50s? Yes. I think they're like 55. 55. (laughs) I mean, mine is Sophia, who's like the grandmother of the group. So she's in her 80s, but the other three are supposed to be 50s. Uh, their husbands have uh, either divorced or passed, and they are all living together in a house. So it's their lives and ha- what happens in their lives together as older women who are single, living on their own. They date. They go to work. They wait. They in, have jobs. They have jobs. Yeah. I had no. I thought Dorothy they were all retired. Dorothy is a substitute teacher. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Blanche th- works at an art gallery, <gasps> and uh, Rose. Um, Rose works at a crisis call center. What? Oh, yeah. I thought I these were all volunteer jobs for retirement. I you thought think. they used to do those things, and Lord. now they don't. They I, still do. We've been recording for less than five minutes, and I have already learned at least two <laughs> very interesting facts. I thought yeah. they were retired, and it really skewed my understanding of age. Well, it's because you assume Miami, that's where people go to retire, yeah. but they just live there. They just live there, yeah. Well, I also thought they had to be in their, like, 60s at least. 
I know you'd think it, it is truly the style of the 80s and 90s it's like how they dress them how they like perm their hair makes yeah. them and also it's not HD or 4K cameras so yeah. you know everyone looks a little bit more aged I think in that generation yeah. you just made everyone and, look old as shit yeah not as much makeup it's because of 4K because now everybody's like plastered with foundation and, That's a good and point. stuff yeah. so also I guess given when we grew up our idea of what old women looked like mm-hmm. is skewed by yes. that as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 And it's about, so yeah, it's just about their lives and it, it was like the first of its kind of like watching women be on their own and like stand up for themselves and like be sex, have sex at that age. Ooh. Like it was And be main characters. Be main characters and yeah, and it's all it's like four of the funniest women in television ever. Oh, incredible. Honestly, like I can't even think of anything that currently compares to it. In terms of Frankie and Grace, is that the name of the show? I think people yeah, have with drawn some comparisons. S- yeah, some, some, yeah. There, there would be some there, but it, it's also that the sitcom like doesn't really exist yeah. anymore. That's so true. tragic. Which is tragic because all those shows back in like the seventies, eighties, and early nineties weren't af- weren't overly afraid to like tackle like big topics and things. Yeah, yeah. there are a few like. Uh, Oh, the heavy episodes. Heavy episodes. They're yeah. heavy episodes, and there are heavy episodes. They, there, there are. are. Oh, sure. Holy cow. This oh. is tough. Do you yeah. have any specific heavy episode that you're like, this one stuck with me? I mean, there's a lot. There's like, I mean, there, the big one was when uh, Ro, there's an episode called 72 Hours, and I think it's in the later seasons, and the episode is about Rose, who had had a gallbladder um, like surgery many years ago and then she gets a letter in the mail from the hospital saying that she has to go in for an AIDS test because the blood that they transfused her with may have been tainted with um, somebody who was HIV positive. Wow. And so the whole episode is her going to get the results and waiting and thinking that she has AIDS and like the stigmatisms around it and but it's a really beautifully done episode because Blanche who is like the more promiscuous character on the show kind of sits Rose down and is like you know, not just, you know, gay people get AIDS or, like, people who have sex too much. It's, like, the... And it's, like, a very informative but still funny episode. Like, they do things that are still truthful and and comedic because the characters are comedic. Yeah. But it's very heavy, and it was, like... Obviously, the show's written by a, a lot of gay men, too. So yes. yeah. So there are a lot of queer topics on the show that are, are dealt with and dealt with really, I think, really beautifully... And uh, that is one that is, anytime I watch it, I'm like, ooh, yeah, this is a tough episode because... Especially at the time. Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Shit. Cool. Yeah, I understand there was a lot of support for that on the show. Like, the, the women themselves, too, ooh, were just, yeah. like, big, big, big supporters of the queer community mm-hmm. and, like, would refuse to read dialogue that they didn't think was supportive of it yeah. and so on and so forth, which is all all great to know. Yeah, which, you know, it was great. And they even tried in the pilot, if you know... Oh, yeah. The chef. Yes, <laughs> they tried yes, to have a queer character with them. And it just yeah, for those who don't know, Coco? Coco. Yeah. Coco. The fancy man in the kitchen, as Sophia refers to him. Yeah. But he didn't fit the vibe. Like, you go and watch the pilot, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't fit what the show is. The show is about these four women, and I know what they were trying to do. But I was like, yeah, this doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't gel. Yeah, and you're like, they don't need a man. They don't need it. The show doesn't need it. That's no. an interesting thing about sitcoms or even just TV shows of that era is that uh, more so than now, where it's like people on their first episode sort of have the show figured out and mm-hmm. move on from there. Very rarely is it like the pilot is completely different. <laughs> yeah. But like back in the 70s or 80s, like you'd get a pilot of a sitcom with like half the characters you know. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> and they'd be what? like, never mind, we made changes. We're still on the air. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know? So fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get into this? What's your origin story with it? I mean, I think my, I think my origin story is that I lived with my grandmother for a lot of my life with like my family or like I I lived with her well we lived we all lived together at different yeah. points of my childhood and it was in re, it was on reruns on TV and we just would my grandmother and I would watch it and when I was a kid I didn't know what was going on I was just like these ladies are funny <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the studio audience is laughing so I'll laugh at the joke too even though I don't get it <laughs> seems good to me <laughs> checks out but like it, I think it was a nostalgic thing and then when I got older I got back into it and I bought all the DVDs, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like the whole se- the whole series. Do you still and own them? 
I do, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's I awesome. do, yeah. I mean, now they're all on Disney Plus and, and stuff anyway, but it. Uh, I got back into it and I was like, oh, this is a really well-written show and these women are so funny. Like, I could watch an episode over and over and over again and still laugh at the jokes. Like, wow. <laughs> do you find that uh, as you've grown and become, like, you're a television actor, mm-hmm. um, Does do you find it you're more impressed by watching it and being like, holy crap, or like, how does it... How does what you've grown uh, into as a human being uh, change your perspective on watching it? Yeah, I I, like definitely watching it and watching those four women be just brilliantly funny. Yeah, is like they're so good. Their timing is perfect, and they all have their own style too, which I I love. And their chemistry is so good. and so watching it, I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, it's like, it's Betty White, Rue McClanahan, B. Arthur, and Estelle yeah. Getty. Like, you're like, these women were the top of the top back then, right? And th- not only just on television, but in theater and everything yeah. like that, too. So it's it's like watching legends do their thing. Yeah, <laughs> It's like the same Altogether. as, like, if we were, like, to put, like, Michael Jordan and, like, Scottie Pippen and all those, and, like, yeah. all those boys back on the court. And you're like, they're st- they still got it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, they're still... It, it really Impressive. is like an all-stars seven, all-winners season of comedy ladies. Like, there's very few episodes of the show that are boring. Like, there are a couple because, I mean, you do 24 episodes of a season yeah. for seven seasons. There's going to be a few. Yeah. But there's so far and few between that it's, like, it's just so fun. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, can you tell us about the... Who days? Who, yeah, who day? Who these women? Who these women? Who these characters? Give us quick, quick sum. Who these women? Who these ladies? Who these ladies? Who these golden girls? Okay, so we have Dorothy Zbornak, who is um, B. Arthur, who's kind of set as like the pa- the ma- I guess the matriarch of the of the group. Yeah. Um, is and she's her humor is so dry. And she can just have one, a one-liner that is, and a look. She'll just do a look, and you're like, that is the funniest thing. She didn't even say anything, and it's hilarious. And she's kind of the, not the voice of reason, but she is the, like, leader of the four of them, kind of. She's the straight man yeah. at the end of the day. Right. Um, and you're like, but still, she's <laughs> it's so funny. And she's so tall, and they're all so good at, making fun of themselves too and like how they look and how they dress and um and her, so she's like a substitute teacher her husband Stan cheated on her with a like young 20 something year old girl Ooh. and so now she's moved in with Blanche and Rose and then her mother who is played by Estelle Getty who is Sophia who is kind of like the matriarch of the family uh comes in and is like has a how they set up how Sophia can get away saying the things that she says because she says a lot of offensive things. So yes. much, but the but they get away with it by setting up that she had a stroke that affected the part of her brain that filters things. Yeah, so ooh, <laughs> ooh. so she move. literally says anything she wants, but it's so funny that you're like, I'm gonna forgive it. It's okay, <laughs> like and whatever. Isn't that the dream for aging? Is just like as you get older, you're like. Man, I can say whatever. It I doesn't say matter. Want. Let's doesn't go. Matter. I mean, obviously within to reason. I mean, a yes. point. To a point. To a Let's point. not be racist. <laughs> Let's not be bigoted. Yes. But then Sophia also has these moments. Like she's the one that's like always telling the stories. Like she's always got a story to tell that has something to do with the theme of the episode. And she's like, picture it, Sicily, nineteen twenty-one or whatever. <laughs> and she's the one that's like, they're. She's like the mom to all of them, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then you have uh, uh, Blanche, who's played by Rue McClanahan, who's a wonderful. Beautiful actor, uh, and she's the slut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to quote, and proudly so. And proudly yeah, so. Yeah. Like, and it, it's not a negative thing on the show either. It's like, like she's a teaser, but it, they tease. Yes, but of course they do because they have to. Yeah. Because but she literally sleeps with ten men every episode. Yes, <laughs> and they tease her as much as they tease Rose for being dumb or Dorothy for being tall. Being tall and exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not specifically targeted. No, and it's very sex positive too. The show's very sex positive in what in Blanche's um escapades, yeah. you know? Yeah. It is very it is very positive and they have episodes where you know they discuss that and like having sex at an older age and everything, but it's it's funny like at when the ancient age of 55. 55. <laughs> Ancient. Fuck. Oh my god. Near dust. Oh god. <laughs> and then we have the queen, 
Betty White playing Rose, who is from St. Olaf, Minnesota, and is an airhead. Like, she yeah. just is, but she's sweet, and she's kind, and she's got the best heart of them all, and is just so funny, and always has some weird Scandinavian name for something <laughs> that you're like, God. what? And you know it's just Betty White making up stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, okay, which character do you relate to the most? And um, could you please tell us who you think we each are? Okay, <laughs> like yeah. you yeah. know the the whole yeah. Second City. Who are which of the girls are you? Do Sex you have in that? The city? Yes. Sorry, so, not Second <laughs> not City. Not Second City. <laughs> Imagine if they did that though as you walked in. <laughs> second City. Which, which second cast city? member are you like? <laughs> <laughs> actually, oh. that's a good marketing. It is pretty good actually. And yeah. Second City, if you're listening, I we we started this, so <laughs> yeah. So you have to come po- to us. Pony to up our us. cash. Um, <laughs> what Golden Girl do I? relate to the most I don't even know to be honest because I feel like I don't really relate to any of them yeah nice (laughs) maybe if I had to choose I feel like I'm a little bit of Rose mixed with like Dorothy got it like a little bit where it's like that a little bit of the dry humor but also I can be an airhead sometimes (laughs) well can't we all now (laughs) we all have our moments and now you two okay I I think Kaya would be like a Dorothy thank you you're right and I think Steph would be a Sophia (laughs) like I really do I think but maybe with a little bit of Rose because you're like kind nature (laughs) I I do see that I (laughs) yeah and I the more I age the more I'm just I I become more Sophia I feel like I started as a Rose and then I turned into a Sophia at some Sophia's point. feisty yeah. too, but like, but like in a good way. <laughs> yeah, like you, you think that she's innocent, that she can't yeah. like. She has lots of sage advice. And yeah, yeah, but also a little shit disturber. Yeah, she's yeah, a you are a bit, you yeah. are a bit of that. Yeah. People don't expect it. They don't. Nobody see it here is a slut, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't be offended if you said I was. You would just be wrong. Yes. <laughs> you just would be patently incorrect. Very wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I don't deserve credit for that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, wonderful. Delightful. I would agree with that. Would you agree with that, Absolutely. Steph? Let's wonderful. go. Wonderful. Great. It's great. That's great. Um, okay, cool. So um, in your opinion, and yes. I know this is going to be really hard because okay. there's quite a few episodes. It's seven seasons, yeah. right? Yeah. What are the most iconic episodes okay. to you? My most iconic episodes to me are season two, the uh, the first two episodes. So the first episode, I don't remember what the name is, but season two, episode one, it's Blanche and she comes home and she thinks she's pregnant. Um, and it's such a funny episode, but she's going through menopause. Yeah. Uh, and it's just an, it's just a hilarious episode. And then episode two of season two is also a really good one uh, because they <laughs> they decide they get Burt, tickets to Burt Reynolds, like Burt <gasps> Reynolds' like mov, uh, movie premiere, and they only get three of them. So Sophia can't go, and they have basically termites in their house, so they have to go away first. So they're like, well, Blanche is like, I'll book a hotel, I'll book us a hotel, the finest hotel in Miami or whatever. And then they go and they're they're getting ready and they're down in the lobby and it's very clearly a uh, hotel for prostitutes. Oh, good. <laughs> and so so they're there and they're they're talking with these men and the, one of the funniest jokes is um what is it? It's like she's a she's a teacher. Uh, Dorothy's a really good teacher. Oh, oh yeah, I bet you are. And uh, she's like, I wonder how many students you've had or whatever. And she's like, Oh, I've probably had about. And then she says a number, and it's just so funny. And then they raid the they raid the hotel, oh, the cops, no. right? And they're oh. like, Everybody, put your put like stick them up, whatever. <laughs> like, and um, Dorothy turns to the girls and is like. Do you know what they think we are? And Rose goes, waitresses. <laughs> it's literally the funniest episode. And then they go to prison and they're in prison and like they won't let Sophia still go. So she denies that she knows them and they're stuck in prison so Sophia can go meet Burt Reynolds. Oh my ha! God. And then there's another episode in the last se- season, season seven, where they go, uh, The Curse of the Bell or something, and they go away with Blanche's work. And they do a murder mystery, but then <gasps> Blanche's boss actually dies, and then they think Blanche did it, and it's this whole thing. It's very funny. Oh, my Curse God. of the Libertine Bells, I believe, is that oh episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love murder mystery episodes oh. of sitcoms. Frasier has one. Yeah. Uh, Golden Girls has Like, it was just such a staple love sitcom a thing. And bring them back. Bring them back. back. Bring them back. Bring them back. They were always <laughs> classic farce. Yeah. Classic farce. But those are the episodes that I turn on when I'm like, I want to watch... An episode. Yeah. 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 It, 
is this the kind of show that you think people could go in and just watch an episode of something and bounce around? Or will you be like, watch it from the beginning, go from the beginning? I mean, it's always fun to go from the beginning because you get to wa- like uh, know who they are and that. But I also think you probably could just go from anywhere. Like, I would start with earlier seasons for yeah. sure. But um, it is just like a put it on the background and watch and laugh and enjoy your life. <laughs> kind of show. Now, do you think that uh, the reason it has a legacy that it has is because of like nostalgia? Because uh, obviously, people who grew up watching it, they they have a lot of affinity for it. Or um, why do you think the Golden Girls has a legacy that it has today? I think it is nostalgia. I think for sure. I feel like a lot of people our age probably grew up That's watching 22. it. That's twenty two. That's twenty two years old. That's um, not true. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Gaia. Yes, um, I'm being the bee. I know it's true. Uh, what no, a Coco, am I right? <laughs> yeah, right. Co- yeah, you're Coco. I Wait, take back. I? No, you're the fancy guy in the kitchen. <laughs> fancy guy. So in does the that kitchen? mean I should leave now? <laughs> yeah, and then you continue the rest of the podcast yeah. without me. Absolutely. No, I I think it is nostalgic. I think like people like you watched it with probably a grandparent or a parent or something. But I do also think. That it's just a show that is is good. Like there isn't anything about it that I think has aged incredibly poorly. Like well, there that's are episodes. I know it is very rare. And the, yes, there are episodes where sometimes you're like, ooh, that joke. Ooh, yikes. But it's it, from it, a different time. That's a different time. But it is. It's like you're like, that's from a different time. And you know it's so it, they are so far and few between, I find, on that show that the episodes that where they're discussing like heavier topics, I think kind of make up for some things. Mm. It's like there's a there's a really heavy episode too where um, which I think they've taken off of uh, like Hulu and maybe Disney Plus where Dorothy's son, who's like in his twenties, starts dating a black woman in her fifties, and it's this really it's a really interesting episode because I think it's an an incredible topic like that you didn't see on television. No. And it, and it was it was done, I thought, fairly well, but there is a moment in the episode where Blanche and Rose come out in a mud mask and the woman is there and it's implied that they're in blackface. Mm. They're not. Yeah. It's implied. And I think that Disney took it down, which... I understand why, but I was also like, couldn't you just try to remove the scene? Because yeah. the rest of the episode, I think, is a really interesting topic that you don't ever see. No. Not only is it about interracial relationships, but also intergenerational, intergenerational yeah. relationship. And it was, I, I remember it being really good. I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe there was more stuff that I am unaware of. So I'm sorry uh, if I'm <laughs> speaking out of turn. But from what I remember, it was the one that one scene that was, a little risque, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It is interesting, the idea that, like, a corporation is like, oh, we don't want to deal with the nuance of that. We're just going to fully wipe it off the catalog. Then did the disservice of removing black characters from the show entirely. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or this storyline from the show entirely. Like, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, wait, hang on. Have we done a good thing here? <laughs> I don't uh, know Yeah, because there, there aren't many, um, like, black characters on that show either. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, 80s, all white women living yep. in Miami, white stories, white gay men writing for it. Yep. Well, my so, understanding is, well, the showrunner, from what I read, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is a black man. I, yeah, I think so. Which is, right? uh, at least at the time, would have been pretty incredible to have that sort of representation yeah, no in your writer's room. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Oh. See, uh, I don't know everything. We did some research. Good. Check yeah. that out. I like that. No, it's it's also awesome. All I know is Mark Cherry was in the writer's room. Really? Yeah. Of Desperate, Desperate Housewives. Housewives. Oh. Another another prominent gay. Mm-hmm. Very prominent. Very prominent. Yeah. Um, who went on to write another bunch of sassy women. Less funny though. <laughs> gay gay men like to write for women. Yes, they do. I mean, well, they're very much similar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and the show is such an important piece of media for the queer community. Um, do you have any, like, why is it? Why is it so, like, so classic in queer communities? Because today it's still, like, I mean, there's a Golden Girls special at Glad Day, the queer bookstore mm-hmm. here in Toronto. It's, like, it is enduring. Yeah. I, I think because, <laughs> I think because older women to young gay men are, like, it's, like, you, they, like, I don't know if this is the right way to, put this but almost like they see themselves in them a little bit and I think also because there was a lot of queer stories on the show as well and you it it has the sass it has the like the comedy that is of that 
demographic, I yeah. think, that uh, really probably they resonate with it. Yeah. And also, again, they had, like, great episodes um, where, like, Blanche's brother is gay and Blanche doesn't understand and, like, but then is okay, but then they have another episode later where he wants to get married and she's, like, against it and she's from the South. So it's, like, Blanche is learning a lot on the show. Yeah, you know, I like, bet. she's learning a lot. <laughs> but she learns and it's a, it's, she's a great character to have be that voice, you know? Yeah. You know, and so... She her brother wants to get married and she's like, I just don't know why they have to put a ring on it. And Sophia's like, Well, why did you and your husband want to get married? And she's like, Well, we loved each other. And she's like, there, See, you there you go, that's it. So I think also because of that, and they were so open about queerness on that show, like Sophia's son was obviously a cross dresser on the show. We never really see the character, but he's spoken about constantly, or he might have been trans. Um, but at that time, obviously they didn't have the language, didn't have for, the that. language yeah. for that. Um, and it's really interesting. There's an episode where he he, he dies and Sophia's like <sighs> going through this, uh, the, these moments of not understanding why her husband, or her, not her husband, sorry, her son is in a casket in a dress. And his wife is like, because that's what he wanted. And it's this like beautiful. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's... I think it's called Ebb Tide, that episode. But yeah, it's Ooh, really good. Wow. Like they did some really like, Really impressive stuff, I think, that, yeah. you know, a lot of those shows in that time period did. Yeah. And I think for people who aren't queer and haven't needed to think about this, or for younger listeners who haven't experienced this, I don't know if we have young listeners, do we? If so, please stay. So, Hello. And also, let us know. <laughs> we love you. Let us know. Um, um, are we cool? I don't know. Anyway, don't ask that question. <laughs> please don't answer. Um, don't. don't. Uh, but I think it... It bears reminding people that despite how much queer content we have now and characters we have now, at the time, people would take what they could get. Yeah. And, like, if you... It if there were so few characters on TV that you thought of yourself as, if you see yourself and your friends in someone, you will attach to that and fight mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I also think the show does a good job of, like, that theme of, like, chosen family, yeah. too. Because they're not actually family, minus Dorothy and Sophia, but, like, they are a family, and it's, they're, even though they're, like, straight white women, so they're still privileged, but it, it, it at that, especially at that time, it was kind of the otherness of it, and it was, like, seeing these new characters that we had never seen be in that world before, and so I think that that also probably has something to do with it. It's the idea of, like, they became family even though they weren't family. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think that's uh, very astute. And yeah. taking care of each other. And taking care of each yeah. other, yeah. Well, amazing. That's beautiful. I'm gonna yeah. Cry. yeah. Don't. Gorgeous. Don't cry. You're right. The kids won't think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> kids crying's okay. It's very cool to <laughs> feel your feelings. No, repress them. Be oh, cool always. Oh, no. we've gotten past that, Kaya. Also, probably smoke. I don't know. <laughs> Kaya, Sorry. No. Younger generations don't do that. No, we don't, they don't smoke. smoke. They don't, don't drink. Smoke. Yeah, and good for you. Don't. It's. Truly. I mean, wait. Drinking's fine, but like, don't I smoke. Mean, don't smoking is stupid. Drinking is good when you um, know how much you've had. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say when you need to feel good about <laughs> yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to a very special episode of the Fandom Show, in which Hello. we all learn which addictions yes. we have, which ones are okay or not. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, speaking of addictions, what's the cheesecake thing? So, so the pilot episode, um, cheesecake is what they eat when they have a problem. It's like that's – I think it's a tool, A, to get them in the kitchen because that's – the kitchen is like their safe space where they all sit down and they yeah. that's where you, you kind of learn a lesson. Or yeah, you, talk it out. They talk it out with each other and it's always late at night and it's always like – Late night snack, and so the first Love episode, that. it's like, what do we have? And it's like, well, I've got this cheesecake in the in the fridge, and then they start with cheesecake. So I don't actually know where it came from, like if what the writers like, if it was just somebody being like, let's give them cheesecake, and then it just kind of slowly became. But it was, it's always them in the kitchen having cheesecake when they're like discussing a heart issue or like something that they have to figure out in the episode. Ugh, I feel I like love cheesecake that. was also in my memory of the eighties was like very it was the thing like it was a very fancy dessert that you had and just like mm -hmm. i don't know cheesecake was cheesecake always a big delicious. deal delicious on vogue on vogue. vogue it was in the zeitgeist that's right yeah it was huge in the 80s the miami zeitgeist Ooh, <laughs> ooh, could be a tv show the ooh. aesthetic yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean cheesecake. it is it's very pastel-y it is very pastel-y and the, the show is very pastel <laughs> 
Uh, are there any behind-the-scenes facts that the casual viewer may not know that you think they should know about this show? Um, well, the behind-the-scenes facts. Okay, I've got a couple. So Sophia was actually the youngest of the four. Which is just... In real life. Incredible. I learned this for the first time today, and I'm I'm still thinking yeah. about it. I know. Like, trying to make it make sense. Youngest, it took them three hours every day to get her into makeup and hair and stuff. She looks convincingly older I know. Than and it's just, well, it's just how she, like, holds her body. Yeah, and, like, she is smaller. quite little. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, she's the youngest of them all. And Wild. another fact that I didn't really know, but B. Arthur and Betty White, B. Arthur didn't like Betty White. I learned this today where yeah. apparently she called her the C word. Yeah, uh, they did not like each other. <sighs> I think B. Arthur, as funny and as talented as she is, probably was could have been one of those people who would be difficult to work with. Also, you've got four incredible actors who are all highly acclaimed, who have all been on like very popular television shows, yeah. have been on Broadway, are all really at the same level of as one another, and then they're all then competing for the same awards, the same accolades. Ooh, yeah. Where like I just watched yeah. a video of it was an award show for the funniest woman, it was like an award, funniest woman back in the 80s, and it was, I forget who was all nominated, but B. Arthur and Betty White were nominated against each other. And maybe Estelle, I think Rue was the only one that wasn't nominated. Rude. And I know, right? It's Come like, we'll now. nominate all of them. They all won an Emmy eventually. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But, um, and Betty White goes up and she's so funny and she's like, but then at the end she's like, this is, I don't deserve this by myself. This is for all of us, like all the other women. Yeah. Like who are on the show with me. Um, and I think it was just that Betty White, everyone loved Betty White. Like, I think she's just a likable person. Yep. And her and, it's interesting too, because Betty White and Rue McClanahan had worked together on uh, Mama's Family with Carol Burnett. Mm -hmm. um, and then B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan worked on Maud together. Oh, so they Maude. had all kind of worked together. And then, I mean, Betty White was also famous for Mary Tyler Moore yeah, show. Because, of course. Yeah. you know, she's Sue Ann Evans and the moment that she was the sexy one. Also, they wanted Rue McClanahan for Rose and Betty White for uh, Blanche. Wow. Originally because Betty White had played Sue Ann Nevins on Mary Tyler Moore, who was the slut. Yes. Uh, and they had the famous scene where they go and she's showing her room and all of the characters do this to get, they look up together at the ceiling. And you know immediately <laughs> that she's got a mirror on Absolutely. her ceiling. And it's yeah. the funniest scene. It's such a good joke. And it's such a good joke. Ooh. And then on Maud. Rue McClanahan played kind of the airhead. Yeah. And so they did, but then Betty White and Rue got together and they're like, we've already played this, so we don't want to do that. We, so they swapped them and it was like the perfect casting. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Playing against type can do so much so for much. the quality of a character. Because mm -hmm. you don't want to see Sue Ann Nevins and, and the person from Mon no. again, right? You want no, you already new. saw them. Yeah. So oh, that's There's some facts that I know. That's fun. Um, Speaking of uh, other famous people and other famous shows, there are tons of famous guest stars who appeared on this show. Uh, George Clooney was on it. Quentin Tarantino was on it. Do you have a favorite guest uh, appearance? Oh, my gosh. Favorite guest appearance? I don't – I can't even think. Like, the George Clooney episode's pretty good. I mean, Quentin How Tarantino – How old he have, would he have been at that probably time? Probably in his 20s. Yeah. Yeah, he plays a cop. It's like an episode where they have to, like – they're watching this family across the street, so they use their houses like a – a stakeout. A stake oh out. my god, love that! And it's great, and it's fun, and and he's very young and cute, and him and Blanche get along like because he remi he reminds her of her son, and um, I'm sure he does. So, so that's a good. I mean, Leslie wait, Nielsen. I don't know. What that means. <laughs> I don't know. 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 What, wait, what? what? No. Wait, what? No. Ah, ah, wait. Hang ah, on. Wait. No. 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 Wait, I'm sorry. That that went dark. Fast. I'm so sorry. Leslie Steph, Nielsen. You're being cocoed. You must leave. Yeah, you got oh, cocoa. You got cocoa. You got cocoa. Fancy man in the kitchen. Leslie Nielsen's on the show, too. Really? Yeah, what? he plays... Okay, so this is the weirdest part to me. He plays Blanche's uncle, which to me doesn't make sense because Leslie Nielsen's like the same age as all these women. Yeah. But he plays Blanche's wow. uncle, who then ends up marrying Dorothy. And that's what? that's why that's why how the show ends, is Dorothy marries... Sorry, spoilers. Uh, it's Dor been a while. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter. But, uh, but Dorothy marries Blanche's uncle, who's Leslie Nielsen, and then she's leaving to move with him somewhere, and that's why she leaves. Bizarre. And, I mean, the show ended because B. Arthur wanted to leave the show. She yes. was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Because they went on to do Golden Palace afterwards, Golden right? Palace, yes, they did, which, which is actually good. Oh, really? <laughs> it only lasted a season. Right? One season, yeah. It wasn't the same without all four of them. Yeah. All the roles kind of shifted, so, like, Blanche kind of became the head of the show, kind of. Like, she was the matriarch now, and, like, 
It was still good. The episodes were good. They were heavy. There's a whole episode which obviously went all over TikTok of with Don Cheadle about the um, uh, what's the horrible flag from the south? Oh, the Confederate the Confederate flag, flag. Yeah. flag. I don't even want to say it. Uh, but Blanche is having a Confederacy group come into the hotel, and she doesn't understand. She's like, to her, it just is her home and whatever. Yeah. And Don Cheadle explains to her, and again, Blanche once again learns because it's a good character to have. Yep. Um, and it's a great episode, and there's another episode where everyone thinks she's going off to Texas to, or somewhere to meet a man, and then you find out it's her brother who has Down syndrome, and she was just embarrassed to bring him, and then oh. she learns that that was dumb because her brother loves her, and it's this really beautiful episode, Aww. and you're like, what is this? And like, I felt Golden Palace was a little bit heavier than the Golden Girls, so that's probably why it didn't. They were they were hitting some pretty heavy ep- like pretty heavy. Uh, themes and stuff yeah, that I yeah. felt and everybody was still funny and good but it just wasn't it wasn't the same also yeah something to be said for it's no, just not what you want it's not, yeah. what, you, it's not it's, what you wanted could be good it's, yeah but just not it that's not yeah. why you're there yeah. yeah you're like well you take one of the golden girls out it's like eh, it doesn't it doesn't work as well yeah still fun though I watched the whole season and I was like this is actually not bad but that's because I felt like Rue McClanahan got to be in the spotlight, and she's a brilliant actor. Like, I don't yeah. think people realize how... Everybody talks a lot about Betty White, who is phenomenal and hilarious. Wonderful. But then if you actually go and you watch Rue McClanahan act, she's a brilliant actor. Like, she's so good. Amazing. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love Rue McClanahan. Yeah. Also, probably one of my first crushes ever, which I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I, I was going to ask whether any of these women, like, you know, who Rue would be Rue McClanahan, your... for sure. Yeah. Blanche, absolutely. Nice. She just, she, you know, you want to just take care of her and, like, <laughs> take her on nice dates. <laughs> she deserves it. She does. There's a really a good there's, person. There's a really good episode later on where B. B. Arthur and... Uh, Blanche takes B. Arthur to her, like, the Rusty Anchor, which is her, like, bar where oh, she goes yeah. and all the men Meets love her the there. Sailor. Meets all the sailors. All the men love her there. They know her. But then Dorothy isn't, like, fitting in or whatever. And so she's with the piano guy. And so Dorothy starts to sing. Obviously, B. Arthur, Broadway, beautiful yeah. singer. Oof. And everybody loves Dorothy when she sings. She sings this beautiful rendition of... Um, uh, 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 what do I do if you... And B. Arthur's got this beautiful grit to her voice. Anyway, uh, and... Blanche gets jealous because all the men, and so Blanche comes in in this red, slinky red dress and sings, I want to be loved by you, like, and is like, <laughs> and it's so funny, oh physically, physical comedy, and it's such a good episode, too. I heard that they brought in, uh, and by heard, I mean, when I was reading uh, for research today, that they brought in a choreographer for that to, like, get oh, really? this very specific beats of how that goes down, and when I read that, I was like, I don't want to read anymore because I just want to watch this. It's so funny. <laughs> it sounds amazing. And it's good. And you're like, yeah, B. Arthur's an amazing singer. Like it's and it's like different kind of voice. Anyway, it's a good episode too. That's excellent. Right. Steph, which one would you have a crush on? Rose. Ah, yeah, that's very clearly Rose. Yeah, that's, she's I'm, so cute. She's such a little sweetie. Which there is a les- an episode where Dorothy's best friend comes, who is a lesbian. Do you know this episode? No. No. Oh my god, she falls in love with Rose. Oh my Why god. It's so funny. And my favorite part. <laughs> is Sophia and Dorothy are in bed together and they're talking and she's like, Mom, Ma, would you love, like, if one of your kids was gay, would you love them? And she's like, your brother Phil's gay? Oh, I knew it. And she's like, but she's like, no, no. And she goes, you're gay? And she's like, Dorothy, you're too old to go that way or something like that. And it's just really funny. And then she's like, you know, if any of my kids were gay, I'd love them no matter what. And she's like, I love you, Ma. And then Blanche comes in. She goes, what are you, and they start laughing and then Blanche comes in. She goes, what are you looking about? And she's like, Dorothy, um, whoever her friend's name is, is, gay, is a lesbian. And she's like, uh, she's like, a lesbian? She's like, what's wrong with that? And they're like, you're not surprised? And she's like, no. Like, isn't Danny Thomas Thompson one or something? Which at the time I didn't get the joke, <laughs> but he's... And then I didn't know who he was, so then later I looked him up. But Dorothy's like, no, lesbian, Blanche, not Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's where that joke <laughs> yeah, landed from. She's like, from. lesbian, lesbian. Lesbian, <laughs> and then Blanche gets mad that she has the hots. She has the hots for Rose and not me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's such a fun. It's so classic. Funny. But again, they tackled like Dorothy having a lesbian, and it was just normal. Yeah, Dorothy having a lesbian. Dorothy having a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, what's the nerdiest thing you've done in relation to your fandom of uh, the Golden Girls? The nerdiest thing yeah. I've done. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, I bought a, a Golden Girls puzzle. Oh, <laughs> no, that's pretty nerdy. That's nerdy. Like, that's yeah. pretty nerdy. Yeah. I feel like I buy like I don't have a lot of memorabilia, but like I mean, I bought 
them all on DVD. And still have them, and which still I would say them. that is a, yeah. that is a is nerdy huge. thing to do. And Absolutely. somebody stole one disc, and I never got it back, and I've never forgiven whoever they are if I could remember their name. Oh, I that person needs to be punished, <laughs> for sure. That is a crime. Rude. <laughs> absolute right? crime. Yeah, I think that's the nerdiest thing I've done, I've done with that. Yeah, I really want to go. There's a Golden Girls Kitchen in, I think it's in San Francisco, and what? they're making, they're going to do one in New York and stuff, so you go in, and it's like all decked out like the Golden Girls, Aww, that's and nice. you can go that's eat delightful. there, and I was like, I'd like to do that. That's nice. nice. <laughs> all right, so it, that's for the future. You have goals. That's for the future. I've goals, got goals. goals. I've got golden goals. Golden, golden goals. Golden girl goals. Golden girl goals. Golden girl goals. Golden goals. Golden goals. goals. Um, golden goals. Golden goals. If you're listening to this, please, please tell us your hashtag golden goals. Golden goals. Please tell us your golden goals. Yeah, very important. All right. Well, um, we're going to get to your hot takes in just a minute. Um, but before Ooh. that, uh, this episode is brought to you by Tee Public, where you're going to find your next favorite T-shirt. Uh, Tee Public is an amazing website, which we love very, very much, that has unique and nerdy designs available on basically everything you can wear on the top half of your body. T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, but also other things like mugs, stickers, phone cases. Can you think of it? Probably that thing. Um, you can find pretty much any design you can think of in any any topic you can think of because it's all independent artists and you can get those things on basically anything. Uh, this week, uh, I've got a delivery from Tee Public, um, one for Kaya and one for myself. Uh, Kaya got uh, a 90s retro Alex Trebek shirt and I got uh, one of Brandon Fraser from Airheads. Uh, they're delightful. They're, they're comfy. They're cozy. It's and my favorite t-shirt I got now. so many compliments on it. Uh, it's... I tell you, you can you can get some real sweet swag. Yeah, and the best thing about it is if you find a design, you can customize it any way you want to. So you can change the size, the color, the fabric, anything, which is particularly great because it's so frustrating to find a great design and be like, well, that won't fit me or that's not the right color or whatever else. So you can really make it exactly what you want and yeah. get all the compliments in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all made by indie artists getting fair commission for their work. So when you grab a shirt, uh, you're helping independent artists as well as us. If you go to our Tee Public store, which is tpublic.thefandomshow.com, check out all of our merch and favorite designs. We have at least one design per episode that we've done so far. I cannot wait to pick the Golden Girls. Oh my one. gosh, oh. it's gonna be so fun! Be so Yay! Fun. Oh, so we'll head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com and thank you so much, Tee Public, for your support. Thank you for Indie being our friend, Tee Public. Thank you, Tee Public. All right. Um, okay. Now so. we're getting into hot takes. So we we uh, went. Uh, down to the south of the internet. Down um, to the south. I don't down know. What, did, what would you say? Down to the Florida of the internet. That's what I meant. <laughs> but that's not what you said. Down to the Miami there's, of the internet. There's so much south Especially stuff. in context of this show. With We're in Canada. Better. Anyway, uh, we <laughs> the went to the... wicker of the internet. <laughs> Florida of the internet. Well, I mean, Florida is the internet of the world. I mean, yeah. We went to the pastel nightmare Wait. that is the internet. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, to get these hot takes, uh, some of them are from listeners, some of them are from various forums. So I'm just going to jump into okay. it now. So uh, this one comes from uh, one of our listeners on Twitter. It says, all the Golden Girls were hot to trot, but they made fun of Blanche because they were jealous that she was better at it than they were. Absolutely. <laughs> They're just haters. I Hard mean, yes. yeah, like for sure. The, like Blanche had a different man every episode and you're like, of course they were jealous of her. Yeah. And she was sexy. Yeah. Blanche was OG hookup culture. <laughs> Blanche was OG hookup culture. <laughs> and she just met them out in public. She didn't even need an app. That's though, right. Though another hot take that I put in a uh, similar was that Dorothy was sexier than Blanche and she had more boyfriends. Whoa. I, I think she's more... different from hookups. Yes. Sorry. Mm. No, you're I'm right. No, there. we were in the same page. That's what it was. I I I I don't this is my personal humble opinion. Blanche is sexier. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy's I mean, great. And she did have a lot of boyfriends. She like long-term boyfriends. She's probably a great partner. Yes. But Blanche, I think, had more people. Look, some of the Dorothys of the world have sex appeal. <laughs> of course. I say, of course. For no reason. No, they do. Of course they do. No, I agree, though. I think that is... Of I, course I think she was. They all, they all were, in their own way, some sort of sexy, you yeah. know? Yeah. Sophia was hot. <laughs> yeah? Come on. Thanks, She had lots of relationships. Yeah. That one where her and Blanche are dating the same old man who looks like the KFC guy. Oh, my God. That's a God. great episode. She Hilarious. had a mouth on her in more ways than she one. Truly. Hey hey she called that episode, she calls Blanche a 50-year-old mattress. Oh, <laughs> my God. That is an Which is incredible burn. It's an amazing burn. She also called her the human luge. 
<laughs> and in that same episode, Blanche comes out and Sophia's going on the date with the guy and Blanche comes out and she's like, oh, you're here. Well, I was just about to take a bath and uh, with just enough water to cover my soft, simple, supple bosom. And, she, and Sophia goes, you're only going to sit in an inch of water? <laughs> Man, uh, the burns. Drag Race would never, could but like, never. Th- that, that is, again, back to why queer culture, yep. it's like, it is. It's like that sassy, like yep. burn. Like you're like you got her good. Yeah, <laughs> and that is how some friend groups operate. It's true. Um, and it's very funny. All right, here we go. Oh, I can't believe I have to say this one out loud. Uh, this comes um, from someone on Instagram. Betty White wasn't as great as everyone makes her out to be. Response. Um, I think she's brilliant. I don't think she's the, I don't think she, I think they're all so good in their own way that I think Betty White is an incredibly talented comedian. I think that because Betty White is so lovable and so likable and also because she blew up again in her older age, I think people forget how good the rest of the girls are. That is very And I think that's what it is. I think, not that I don't think that she was as good as everybody says she is, because I do think she was great. Do I think she was the top tier of that show? No. I think they all were equally talented in their own way and had their own style of humor that was very funny. Yeah, I think Betty White had the public charm in a way that some of the other women didn't. I think um, so too. Like, I think from what I've read, uh, she would like banter with the audience between yes. takes and yeah. stuff and B. Arthur really didn't like that because yeah. she preferred she had a different way of working. Well, yeah, she um, was more of a, a traditional theater mm-hmm. artist. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So yeah, I think that's the that's the part of Betty White that kind of made her the beloved one, the yeah. one that got sort of vaulted. Of course, but yeah. I do think, I think the, the Instagram person, you're not wrong. But I do think that she's still quite good. But I do think that the other ladies get um, shadowed a bit. That makes sense. By her lovability. And she yeah. is lovable. I, I love Betty White. Like, I still cry thinking about her. <laughs> so, Aww. like, you know, like. The fact that she exited on the most hilarious possible yeah. day. Uh, <sighs> the fact that the day before her 100th birthday, when everybody had all of these hun- Betty White turns 100 articles written, yeah. ready like, to go. Like, good fucking Peace luck. out, bitches. <laughs> the ultimate joke. Like, I'm what? My own Comedic terms. timing. Truly. <laughs> I, to the end. She's Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she's fun. She's great. Yeah, we of love course. Her. We love her. She's a personality. And yeah. also, it also says a lot in our collective memory that, like, B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan passed away earlier. Very early. Um, well, not quite earlier, but yeah, I, I remember when they, B. Arthur was, or Estelle Getty, I think, was the first to go, which is crazy because she was the youngest. Yeah. Um, and then B, and then Rue, and then Betty. But yeah, yeah I, I cried also and then when both Coco. of them went. And then Coco. And then Coco. I actually don't know where Coco is. I don't know what else Coco has done. Living oh. and thriving, baby. <laughs> Living and thriving. Out of Miami. Somehow he, he, he was always there. We just never saw him. <laughs> he was on the outside Hidden of the property. Yeah, he was the one making the cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what is, is crazy is that, I, I mean, I don't know if Coco was white. I think Coco was a person of color. I think so too. So you're like, oh, they got rid of the person yeah, of color. producers are like, like away yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typical. Uh, so this one is, uh, it's hard to watch Golden Girls now because so much of it is just mocking Rose's intelligence. Dorothy is especially mean. It's true. They are mean. They are They are mean at Rose. They are. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's hard. It is But if we cruel. lived with Rose, if you lived with Rose. I think you'd do the I same. I think you probably do. But it's also so funny because I think they're mean- it's, it's that way that you're mean to your, like, friends or your family in that way that you, like, make fun of them for the one thing that you can make fun of them for. But if anyone else tried it, you but would But if anyone else tried them. it, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that they absolutely. would defend each other to the end of the earth. I Like, she, <laughs> Dorothy is pretty harsh. And I think a lot of that also has to do with their backstage, like, off-screen off Ooh, interesting. Um, stuff, too. I think you can, like, yeah, you can tell, like, there's a little bit of, you know. yeah. Yeah, I think Rue was the one that was like like liked everybody because Rue and Betty were quite yeah. quite close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, they do make fun of her a lot. But also, if you were living with somebody who constantly told these weird like stories of oh. living in Saint Olaf, Minnesota, you'd be like, "What is happening?" Goof <laughs> on them constantly. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "What?" It was yeah. also very much how sitcoms were written at the time. If you look yeah. at any sitcom in the like seventy eighties, nineties, that's the format. Like, yeah, they well, tease yeah, each other. The, that's where the jokes come from. What that's is the it engine. like? The patriarch, matriarch, the clown, and the 
What's the other one? So it's like the Ninja Turtle is like Ninja Turtles right. is like oh, the, yeah, perfect, yeah, the format. The format of like the four. So it's like Patriarch is Leonardo, Donatello's the matriarch, and then Michelangelo the bad boy. Yeah, I forget what that one's called. But then and Michelangelo's like the the fool, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so th- there's such the... tropes that have been around forever. Yes. So they're just laying into those tropes and laying into them hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and they work. Like Fraser does the same thing. Yeah. Just yeah, over and over again, it's the same. Yeah. Um, um, for a reason. So this one is, Sophia was better off as a supporting character. She was funny and sharp-tongued, but was only good in small doses. Her character was actually rather annoying and selfish at times. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to be selfish okay. when I'm her age. Yeah. Hell I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I, I, dis- I understand what they're saying. I disagree that she should have been a supporting character because I think without her, I don't think the show would run as well because mm. I think it works so well with the four of them. Yeah. I do think that sometimes, yes, her dialogue was a little bit, you're like, okay, we, we, we're hitting the nail on the head a lot. Yeah. Whoops. But um, we get it. You're I a do zany old lady. You're a zany old lady. But I think she had some great episodes too that were like focused on her and it was interesting seeing an older a woman in her 80s date people and yeah. like you know she dated a black man and like it was big and like you know that was a a a a, a very interesting episode and he had dementia and it was sad Aww. and they fed they fed birds together Aww. that's nice yeah that's nice that is nice yeah okay well sorry there, there we have note. that <laughs> let's all take a moment to ponder <laughs> and we're back okay so the next one is uh for as progressive Blanche was with her sexuality, she sure was very narrow-minded when it came to other facets of life, like acting ignorant when she met Rose's beau, who was a little person, not knowing what a lesbian is, how she viewed homosexuality, how she treated her brother horribly, how she treated Rebecca, uh, when she revealed she wanted to get a stern boner. A stern boner. Sperm donor. Sperm you got donor. it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I can't talk today, so no. why don't you do it for a while? No, that, I mean, it's true, but I think... I think Blanche's character was there for that reason. Blanche's character had to be the like Archie Bunker of the show because they wanted to teach they wanted to teach the audiences about this thing, right? So in order to do that, you have to have somebody yep. on that show that you can relate to who also doesn't know those things and is learning in the process of those things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like I think she was ignorant and that was her character. She they yeah. they set her from the south for a reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They totally. they could have picked anywhere in the world for Blanche to be from, but they gave, made her a southern belle from a plantation who, from a plantation I think. who had a, a mammy and who who is a very traditional conservative woman. Yep. Yeah. Where who is surrounded by Dorothy who is not who is very liberal and from New York yep. and then you have the silly one from Midwest. West, like yeah. obviously they're making, yep. you know, yep. so I think she, I think that, I think that was on purpose. I think that absolutely. was absolutely intentional and it was, and, and I think that she also had a lot of views that were uh, very positive as well, you know? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't want to get myself canceled here, but in defense of the problematic character, the, you need characters to grow. Like, if every character knows the right thing to say all the time, uh, there's no room for any of them to learn anything. And no by extension, conflict, like, no, no, room, but no room for the audience yeah. to go with them. You and know? it's good, too, because I'm sure a lot of people who were conservative who didn't know things on that, like, that Absolutely. they were talking about, maybe felt compelled to Blanche and was like, oh, well, if Blanche understands it now, then maybe I understand it. Or that's my hope, at least, that yeah. would happen. I mean, it, it, w- it kind of backfired a bit with Archie Bunker because it had... It did both things that they wanted to do, which is teach people about bad th- about being a bigot. Yep. But then also the bigots were like, "See, I'm just like Archie Bunker," and you're like, "No, no, 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 no! They wait, took wait, the wait, wrong wait, thing from this. Please, no." But there's ways to do it. Like I think of the Good Place. All of those characters mm-hmm. are specifically designed to be trash bags in one mm-hmm. way or another, right? But yep. then they learn about yep. ethics, yeah. and that's part of the fun and of the show. And that's part of the show. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. that's what's great. And it was great. Like I'm, I'm going back to Archie Bunker too. That show was great because it also again dealt with very intense, yes. intense stuff, and in ways that was like you know they didn't let Archie get away with anything either. Yeah, no. like totally. they like the. You know, they didn't. They did. I don't think they did. I didn't watch the whole series, but the episodes I know of, you know, yeah. and and the guy who played Archie Bunker is like a brilliant actor. So. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, this one is, Golden Girls could easily pull off a reboot if written and directed well, paying homage to the original while having its own vibe with a diverse cast. 
They didn't they try? No, that's Steel Magnolias. They did that. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Steel Magnolias was them trying to do a reboot <laughs> no, of Golden Girls. I was no, like, they what? did a reboot of Huge. Steel Magnolias, but they just didn't do the same script. And it anyway. Um, I I I think that they you could, but I that sitcom format doesn't really exist anymore. It changed when Friends mm-hmm. kind of came out. You know, it doesn't. Not when. Is it Friends? Anyway, it had the I'd same say too. Once the single camera thing came out, when Thirty Rock and single camera, uh, yeah, and yeah. the Office became huge, sitcoms kind of died. They still do exist. They do, yeah. Uh, they're just not the popular shows. Yeah, that and win I do any think awards. they tried a couple of times. They did. They had we had Designing Women. Yep. We had Hot in Cleveland, which wasn't diverse. Have you ever seen Hot in Cleveland? No, yep. whites on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and um, um, what's her name from uh, uh, Just Shoot Me? Yep. Yeah. And uh, another, woman. <laughs> and other a third, women. A third, a third woman. other woman. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't diverse. Thing. So, yes, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I bet you they could do a Golden Girls. Which it, it would just be, I don't think they, you'd call it the Golden Girls. I think, you'd, I think to get away from doing a reboot, because I don't think reboots work. I, think I don't think so Take either. the idea of four older women living in a house together, going through life. And yes. I think you can come up with something. I have a pitch. Please. Remember the show Living Single. I was just about to say living single. Living single, but all of those women as older as women. Older women. See, now living that's a good idea. Like, Which we didn't know, idea. Friends, fully stolen from living yep. single. Yep. <gasps> yeah. yeah. NBC, the head of NBC in the 90s, this is a random not Golden Girls fact, but I mean, uh, Golden Sitcoms, Girls is NBC. We're doing it. Yeah. Let's do it. So the head, I think it was the head of NBC, Queen Latifah said that they, if he could do any show, it would be living single. And then the next year, Friends came out. Oh, it's and it's, it's well a documented. Total ripoff uh-huh. of Living Single uh, that had been so whitefied, and yep. they literally the episode of the poker is almost verbatim. Oh yeah, because the guys living were there. Single. Those guys were like roommates that didn't live with them but came over. Fuck yeah! yeah. Oh, I'm so mad. I know and it like, is. It's it is very mad because I didn't know about Living Single, and I'm gonna go watch it. It it was so good. Yeah, I believe it, was, it. Yeah, if you really want to like blow your mind when it comes to going back through pop culture history, almost every like really 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 huge thing, especially that happened in the like 90s 2000s, there is a black equivalent that came immediately before it. Of boys course, to men oh, to Backstreet Boys, Dark Side of the 90s. There was a whole episode about boys to men, and it was so infuriating. And how yeah, they didn't get their due because their yeah. format got stolen and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. And to their look voices back. are much better. Oh, they're <laughs> yeah. so good. Absolutely. And they yep. were four people who grew up together mm-hmm. making that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I know. It's it's enraging. It's yeah. enraging. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was something similar to the Golden Girls that we don't know about. Oh, probably. Very possibly, yeah. Um, you know? Yep. So anyway. All right. I'm gonna end with this last oh, hot take. This is a good this one. One's, this one's Buckwild. Um so this <laughs> this one is a fan <laughs> theory says, the inconsistent backstories are a front. There's a fan theory that these women were cocaine smugglers and all the show's inconsistencies are part of it. Uh, so like <laughs> Blanche being an art dealer is part of this this fan theory where that helps her to smuggle stuff. Uh, uh, Sophia being from Sicily, uh, from the old country, that's part of it. There's mafia ties in there. Uh, the fact that they're in Miami, uh, Blanche is from a plantation, that that's where they could be growing the drugs and shipping them through. <laughs> That it is, is it is a wild. detailed Deep. theory. We will post this when we post the yes. episode. It I'll will share be on with you the Instagram. screenshots after Please, this. Please, that's insane. So you've never heard of this, I take no. it. No. I'm I've sure never it's heard a of joke, it. but I'm obsessed with it. I love fan theories. It's oh. my favorite thing about TV shows is going down a deep dive of what people actually think the show is trying to do. And I'm like, your brains are working much faster than the people who wrote the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I mean, that would be fun and hilarious if they were cocaine smugglers. I would love nothing Gritty more. reboot. Gritty, gritty reboot. I mean, gritty reboot for sure. Riverdale, this shit. Yeah, <laughs> you like Breaking Bad, but with old women. Honestly, you need to know this is our idea, and you can write it, but you have to but come to us first. You have to come to and us. include us and cast us. Please, at some point. Please. that is. I'll be ready in ten years. Funny, that is so funny. I love that. I love Amazing. that. Um, before we move on, do you have any hot takes on the Golden Girls that you need the world to know about? You know what's funny is uh, the person who said that Betty White was over, like, I that was kind of, a, that is a hot take yeah. of mine, too, because, like, again, I was like, I think they're all so good. Was Betty White my favorite as a child? Absolutely, but that's because she... She was the one that I could relate to the most. And had the warmest <laughs> energy. Child. And had the warmest energy. And yeah. Betty White's beloved. And I, But I do think that the other four women are equally as talented, if not sometimes more. more. 
It's funny because I don't know what this says about me, but Dorothy was my favorite as a child. I was like, yes, that, that, <laughs> that dry wit, please. That but it sense. is so funny, her Jesus. look, and because she makes fun of Rose, and it's like her one-liners and her quit, quick wit is so good. Her timing is perfect. I found it comforting. See, she's brilliant. I, I think she's incredible. I think apparently, attack. apparently they used to put her in the middle on the table specifically so they could catch her reactions every time. Like that was part of the design. I love that. Um, that's why that was her seat and they moved people around her. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Because her reactions are the best. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. At the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we'll do in just a hot moment. But before we do, it's time for plug. Plug time. time. Uh, so we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're at Fandom Show Pod. We also have a website. If you have any ideas for future episodes, want to catch up on past episodes, or just want to say what's up, um, thank please, you for being a friend. Please tell all of your uh, your friends. I didn't even get to say the website, I'm Kaya. I'm so sorry. What's Carry the website, on. Kaya? Well, it's... you're being a Sophia right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I just got red. It's, it's the fandom show.com. Thank you, Kaya. You're welcome, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell all of your nerdiest friends about us. Um, uh, seriously, though, uh, we would love to build an empire of positivity and fandom. Um, so if you can, help us by telling all of your friends about us and getting on your podcast provider of choice, whatever that may be, though principally at Apple Podcasts does help quite a lot. And if you can do a little rate, review, and subscribe, you can write a one-word review, you can write a paragraph, an essay, whatever it is. I would we suggest will... for that one, uh, for this episode, uh, you if you want to just do a quick one-word review, just uh, hashtag Stern Boner. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm getting red over I, here. I took me, I had a rose moment because I was like, stern owner. I was like, and then I was like, oh, right, we talked about that. <laughs> you know what? Nothing is more stern than artificial uh, insemination. Inception? inception. Yeah. Yeah, artificial These inception. These have gone off the rails. <laughs> Our show will always be free, Boom. but if you want to support us monetarily, <laughs> you can always find plastic. us on Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash the show. People who skip this part of the episode you're missing are missing out. out. Buddies. You're missing out. You should it. stay here. Truly. You're um, listening because you're hearing us say that they're missing out. Um, if you want more of this wonderful chaotic content um, where I say words that aren't the right words, um, you can go on Patreon and you can throw us some hard-earned dollars you will always be able to listen to this chaos for free. Um, but it really helps us when people uh, go and make sure that we have the money to make this show. Um, so for a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early, get shout outs, or even submit hot takes, um, which you can also always do for free. But we do have also a bonus podcast where we talk about our different fandoms in greater detail than the micro fandoms, things we don't talk about here on the show. Yeah. Um, so if you want a little more of us, um, we also do activities where we... Uh, it's more chaos. So it's if you love chaos. the chaos, sign up. More chaos. Uh, <laughs> and our theme song is by Yusu Kim, and our logo is by John Blair. Uh, so now we're hopping into our micro fandoms of the week. Kaya, what are you fanning about okay. right now? So my brain is uh, a little broken because I spent way too much time playing a game called Disco Elysium, um, <laughs> which, if you've never heard of it, is one of the single weirdest games I've ever played in my life. It is. Um, very much a visual novel. If you do not like to read, do not play this game because it is just, it is constant reading. That is that is basically the game. Okay. Um, and basically the premise of it is you are a detective in a uh, sort of rundown part of a city. Uh, you wake up in a hotel room. You don't remember anything about yourself. You don't Sounds remember, like a normal day. Yep. Uh, you don't remember why you're there, what you're doing, and uh, you go downstairs to discover that you've been on a bender of some kind, you remember nothing about your life, and now it is your job to solve a murder. Um, this, this description is scratching the surface of how weird this game gets. Um, it's and it's amazing. It's one of the best written games I have ever played in my life. It is dark as hell, but also funny as hell. Um, like if you put enough points into certain categories, you can like talk to objects that will give you clues to things. Um, the way, the different ways you can play the game are incredible. I can't really get into it because it will take way too long, but definitely check out Disco Elysium if any of those things sound appealing to you because it's deeply good. Steph. Uh, so my micro fandom of the week is, uh, there's a group in Toronto, uh, they're called the Bangtan Ball and they throw great BTS parties, uh, but they also have partnered with other people to do different events. So yesterday, uh, Kaya and I and our friend Anne from the BTS episode, if you haven't listened to that, please go check that out, uh, took a BTS cardio dance class, uh, which is just basically Zumba to BTS music. And it um, was delightful. Yeah. They give us a little, like, uh, there's just 
these people care so much about the fan experience for people and curating lovely things. Like there was a little goodie bag for us that had like stickers and cards and stuff. Uh, they decorated the space with a bunch of like cutouts of BTS. It's just a really lovely atmosphere of people who uh, really love their fandom. So it's really fun to meet other groups in Toronto just doing fun fandom stuff. Yeah, nice, silly, fun time. Yeah. Uh, Trish. Um, I've been playing nonstop uh, NHL 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. I've never been a gamer, really. And then I bought a PlayStation during the pandemic nice. because I was like, I'm just going to give it a go. And then I played Red Dead Redemption for months. Yep. Red Dead Redemption 2. And now I'm on NHL 23. It's a very different game. A very, very different, different game. game. I don't know what it is about this game that I can't stop playing it. Like, I'll, I played for eight hours one day. Are you a big <gasps> hockey person? No. That is extra this fascinating. Is it is a this. game that for, like, you can do, it's called Be a Pro League. So you start with your character and you go through all of the NHL Whoa. with this one character so cool. you get like so I <laughs> I don't know if I just turn my brain off fully and I it like it, it like sucks me in but I'm obsessed with it it like makes me feel calm <laughs> I don't know what and I call it my girlfriend calls it chill <laughs> she's playing chill You're still playing <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like have I resorted to being a teen boy or something like what is happening that's but amazing that's what I've been playing and it has been fun oh it's amazing the things that you do not expect to become a fan of that you'll just be like, oh, I guess I'll try this best thing that's ever, ever? happened to me. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. I won't lie. I, I have uh, very hilarious names for my players. I have two different le two different players because I was like doing really well in one. So I was like, I want to start from the beginning yeah, again started. and like be a jerk this time instead of being a team player. <laughs> well, so just one an of RPG. my characters, one of my characters is called Han Solo Black. What? So my last name is Black, oh, and yeah. then my <laughs> new character's name is Daddy Black. <laughs> so whenever anybody talks to me, they're like, hey, Daddy. <laughs> Fantastic. It makes me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah, I can see why you play that for eight hours. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting called Daddy for eight hours in a row. That's great. Um, <laughs> Trish, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Oh, my gosh. What do I want to plug? Season 3 of Pretty Hard Cases is on right now. Wednesday nights, 9 p.m., 9.30, Newfoundland time on CBC and CBC Gem. Hell, yeah. You can find me on all the platforms um, at it's underscore Trisha Black. Follow me. I just got, like, weirdly banned from liking and commenting on yeah. Instagram for no reason. I saw that. What? Yeah. Yeah, well, they were like, Someone's you... pulling shenanigans yeah, truly it was. Now I got everything back. So follow me. Hell, yeah. And we'll have... You'll see my dog a lot. Yay! <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, everyone, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye! Bye! Bye. The Phantom Show. The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.